This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello. This is Dipanjana Pal and Rajeshree Sen. And we're back with the awful and awesome entertainment rap. This week we've got so much to talk about. Superstar Rajni's new film has broken all records as usual. Nasiruddin Shah took on Rajesh Khanna and it was a fight to the finish with one of them already finished as it were. The internet was buzzing with new shows and advertisements. Comic-Con happened in America which means we've got a treasure trove of new trailers of, with fantastic beasts and heroes and one amazing woman so we'll get cracking but before we go on to this episode i'd like to thank everyone who wrote in last week the correct answer to last week's question was indrani rehman indrani rehman who was a bharatnatyam kuchipudi kathakali and odissi dancer uh, she made her debut stage debut at 5 won the padma shri in 1969 is actually responsible for Kuchipudi being revived and coming out of the village traditions in Andhra Pradesh and into the mainstream stages of Delhi for instance um she was also married to Habib Rahman in what was a fabulously sweet love story but i will get into that another day because we have limited time and the photographer that i had spoken of the hint that i'm not sure whether it helped or harmed but uh, people's chances the photographer is Ram Rahman you should look up his work and with that let us get into this week finally there was an ad campaign which was quite impressive the rio olympics are around the corner and tata salt which uh, has a, a very nice campaign anyway going desh ka namak they have started a new campaign called namak ke waste which is uh, which features a whole bunch of real athletes who are going to be representing india right now three of them three of them and uh, they are going to be representing these are part these athletes are part of the indian contingent and the ad campaign is created by ogilvy one and uh, it's very nicely done because they are very short ads they are one minute so each uh, there are three athletes with two ads each for each one and the athletes are shiva thapa who's a boxer Who's wrestler Babita Fogart and shot putter Indrajit Singh, Singh which is which slightly will, tragic yeah, but we'll we get, get to that to. okay so uh, the reason why i like the ads was because they are one extremely well made there's no drama in them there are two versions one where the athlete is just sitting in front of the camera and there's a voice over telling us their story and there's another one where they speak to the camera and it's a great way of making people recognize the athletes who are going to the olympics because we basically recognize a handful at least i'm talking about myself and a lot of people i know we recognize a handful of athletes which is sushil kumar vijender singh and all but i think it's really improved significantly in the last few years but there was a time when aside from a cricketer there was no other sportsman yeah. whose face you saw so or recognized so now we at least see wrestlers and boxers and so on but it's still a very small number and it's i it's very well made these ads they're very slick and you do feel a sense of pride so i i thought it was very well made technically hmm. it's a very nice set of but uh, you promos. had a reservation about i have many reservations uh, i'm bengali i'm full of yeah. reservations um okay so uh, two things one is that 
I do feel a little bad for Tata Salt, given the news that we have just received, while just before we went into recording. Uh, news came out that Inderjeet Singh has actually tested positive, positive. in the doping test. Um, so there are two samples that one has to give in a doping test. Yeah. His first sample has tested positive for banned substance. He's been asked if he wants to uh, send a second sample yeah. in within seven days. Uh, if he is uh, found to be positive in the he second sample go. as well, not only can he not go, he will be banned for something like seven years. So this that's is a the very... End of his that's career. the end of his career. And particularly if you see his ad, then you feel really bad that this may well yeah. be his fate. So his ad, we'll just play a little bit of it right now. I don't Inderjeet Singh. But your reservation is My about... Other, yeah, so uh, then I have, I have one problem with the Babita Fogart. Uh, Who is her? She's a wrestler. Yeah. Uh, not only is she a wrestler, she's a champion wrestler. She's one at the Commonwealth. Uh, and generally, women and wrestling is not something that we associate. Though perhaps that has changed because of Sultan. Um, yeah, anyway, I don't think that's actually changed. But uh, so Babita Fogart is a wrestler. What I had a problem with is that um, her entire uh, ad is about her father and how her father trained her and her sister to be champions by fighting against men and winning against them. Now, I completely look, maybe that's the story she wants to tell. And that's fine. Uh, I'm not one to tell her what story she should be telling. However, I find it really strange that there are three athletes. One is a male boxer, one is a male shot putter, and there's a female wrestler. And the only person who is going on and on about their coach, who happens to be a man, is the woman wrestler, the woman athlete. It's as though a woman's story in sport has to be about the man behind her. So here's where I disagree with you. She's from Haryana. And I think the story is that, that uh, so I don't know how many people know that the female ratio, female to male ratio in Haryana is abysmal. Women are not encouraged to, like wrestling across the country, I won't even say it's Haryana specific, women are not encouraged to go out and wrestle with anyone. Let's put it that way. So I think the story is, it is a strong story that a Haryanvi man did not tell his daughters that it's time to get married. No, I and think... in fact, put, put them into the wrestling, wrestling arena and has encouraged them. So I think that is part of the story which more power not to, be. More power to Mahavir Fogart hmm. uh, for having... Uh, supported his daughters. I don't want to take any credit away from him. My only point is this is a story of her success. And it it should be possible to see an athlete on her own terms, especially in a setup where women are so immensely oppressed. Hmm. Just as it is important, I think, to put the message across that men can support women, equally it is important to put the message across that She's fighting on her own as well. No, so I think what could have been mentioned is that her sister is Geeta Fogart, who has won. She's India's first gold medalist in wrestling at the Commonwealth Games, and that is not mentioned. I do, though, feel that 
it's a one minute bit and then of course there's a two minute ad so there's a paucity of time there is a pos- particularly when there's a paucity of time there's certain things that one prioritizes and yeah. there has been a conscious choice i feel by to prioritize her though. by possibly the ad agency yeah. to show her as a father's daughter now again her father has done a great thing by supporting her many fathers don't and and also like in haryana done a great thing by letting her live live like so his first act of heroism yeah, is in his, not having killed her yeah and um, then not having that said yeah what is the story that we are choosing to prioritize and by we i mean a larger society yeah. that would like to see a woman wrestler mm. slash athlete she should be able to stand on her own that's my only thing yeah but it's a great ad campaign i just feel a little sorry for them about this indrajit singh and also bit. it's a bit weird right because the hashtag that's going with it is namak ke waste which uh, suggests that it's almost like an exchange relationship you know like we have a saying in hindi about namak khana and no so they do say desh ka namak and we feel proud when we but but all three of them are talking well not uh, not babita forgot as much but indrajit singh in particular and also shiva thapa they talk about how hard it is how they've actually got nothing yeah. by way of support from this desh whose namak is hashtagging right now no so hopefully this i think this campaign will make a difference but it's still the singh part is a bit of a cancer for them <laughs> it is so. terribly unfortunate and yeah. if it is true then that's very sad and if it isn't true i hope he's able to clear but it someone who has never had a slur against his name is rajnikant sir you in nerappada yeah <laughs> and we are therefore going to talk about kabali okay have you seen kabali No so while I really appreciate Rajnikanth What kind of a human being are you No but I'll tell you why I really appreciate him after you discuss the film uh but I cannot bring myself to watch any Rajnikanth film because it is the most ludicrous suspension of disbelief How many have you And watched I have seen Hum when he acted it that is just when we pathetic. were like 10 years old and but after that i have seen uh, shivaji the boss not his boss i saw 10 minutes of it and i saw uh, robo where aishwarya rai and this is strange we'll put a clip of that song where it's the most fabulous acting on display by aishwarya rai also so kabali which I am just appalled that you have these sweeping statements to make about Rajnikanth on the basis of 10 minutes of Shivaji the boss and hum just sad horrible but anyway the those who are a little more familiar with Rajnikanth yes. will possibly appreciate the fact that Kabali is an extremely un-Rajnikanth film okay there are reasons for this to begin with the thing is set in Malaysia yeah <laughs> I I've read There's up. There's no reason to sound <laughs> so impressed. Uh by which I mean she was not sounding impressed at all. Um no, Kabali is set in uh, Malaysia. Um Rajnikanth, Radhika Apte and 
essentially everyone in the film is a Malaysian Tamil and there's a fair amount of effort that has been made to get that community's uh, nuances right okay so uh, there are certain religious rituals and stuff that are so shown it's like art cinema um, I was just not aware of how many public spaces Malaysian Tamils like to put sofas in it's just amazing ship breaking yard cane sofa Random outside spot, regular sofa. Parking lot, sofa. No, because the standard Rajnikanth pose is of oh, him sitting yeah, yeah. back with his arm outstretched in this sort of regal yeah. position. And how do you do that without a sofa? Anyway, mm. um, so no, barring that thing, it's not a good film, right? And in neither Unlike is it. Unlike all his other films. Here's the thing: whether or not you, uh, whether or not you like his films, the fact of the matter is that they are usually incredibly entertaining. Um, they manage to pack in all sorts of ludicrous things. And of course, Rajnikanth is very famous for that, right? The cigarette that yeah. flips and the coin and things like that. Details like that and the dialogues, let's not forget. Rajnikanth's Tamil dialogues are legendary. Like anyone who has grown up in, uh, in Chennai, or Madras as it was known then, will be able to you know, give you dialogues from Basha, for example. And it's incredibly funny when you hear them also. Um, the joy of the dialogues was partially lost to me when I watched it because mm. I watched it in Tamil without subtitles, mm. um, which is my contribution to the world for good karma and all that. Uh, but that said, I checked with my fluent Tamil-speaking mm. crew, 20 of them, no less, thank you people, um, and they were also saying that it didn't have the same pungency that his dialogues okay. usually have. They did have, however, nuances, right? Paranjit, who's the director of the film, is well known uh, His for name is? Paranjit. Like it's one word? No, two words. Okay. I'm, I'm sure P-A is short for something. Okay, okay. I thought it's But I'm like not a, sure what it is short for. I thought for. it's like Puff Daddy kind of thing. Um... Okay. Uh, we're locking eyes with each other. In case you're wondering why there's silence. Uh, so yes, Paranjit is one of the younger talents of the Tamil film industry right now. He is known for infusing a Dalit subtext to a lot of his films. Uh, this film has a lot of that happening as well. Like for instance, there, uh, there's one of the first scenes where you see Rajnikanth. He's reading a book called My Father Balaya which is about a Telugu Dalit oh, narrative. Oh, that's quite impressive, that they've woven it in yeah, like that. The, the problem is that it's not done often or well enough, but it's there. Like, there's this other scene, again, early on in the film, where um, uh, Rajnikanth is going through a pet shop, because, you know, that's, that's how gangsters roll. Yeah. Um, and he's going through these cages that have birds in them. And uh, he says that he wants to free the birds, and the guy who's walking with him says that, you know, they've been, they've been caged for so long, they're not going to survive outside. Which is correct. At which point there's a superb zingy little line, which I wish I could uh, recite in Tamil, but I cannot, uh, where, he, where Rajnikanth says better basically to die free than live encaged. Now, you as a pet lover yeah, are obviously having issues to, yeah. with this. I just want to say, anyone listening to this, please do not follow what Rajnikanth is saying. Or if you have a bird which has been caged, 
do not release it into the wild Indeed. it will but, die but it is not mm-hmm. supposed to be a literal um, yes, yes, message course. to those who own birds it mm. is a comment on the position of dalits mm. who have been oppressed and been in chains yeah. and therefore one of the arguments that is put out there is that you know uh, they are not capable of functioning as they are supposed yeah. to in which is one of the weirdest arguments i've mm. ever heard but regardless um and you know this is the sort of thing that he weaves into the film uh the whole idea of being an estate laborer and um the fights that uh, the indian community had to mm. go through against the chinese in malaysia in particular Th- there's little stuff like that which is really so quite is interesting no there's a lot of history and not the kind of thing that you expect but the point at which it really is very anrajnikanth is that there is not one good character in the film except for radhika aptes who okay. by the way wears the most gorgeous sarees in that film i lusted so after the sarees they are wife? so good that our producer kartik nijhawan is also nodding his head <laughs> and no, he's so, a big punjabi yeah. man and he's appreciating them sarees no, so, so radhika apte is playing rajnikanth's wife and uh, the good part about the film is that she does not do the usual crazy makeup to age her when she comes into the narrative 25 years on it she does change her body language and stuff and i quite liked the fact that she didn't go for prosthetics and heavy powdered gray hair and things like mm. that the only problem is that it is really creepy seeing the two of them together by which i mean rajnikanth and radhika because she's Aftay. 30 years old and looks younger and he's he is, 65 he's 65 and you know there was a time when this was perfectly normal there was nothing wrong with this age gap and if you're in love with each other boss that's yeah. fine it too if you're 30 not of course if you're 30 and the other person is 12 that's not cool um but it's just visually it's a little yeah. odd uh but regardless of visually how they are her sari is amazing um and rajni has played kind of gray shaded mm. characters in his career this is not the first time but this is the first time where where i was given by the film a morality that if you go by the token that rajni is the good guy which you shouldn't because there mm. isn't any good guy but rajni is the hero yeah drugs and narcotic smuggling and distribution is worse than murdering somebody that's what i was given in the film so i just want to say that while i don't watch rajnikanth films i what i find impressive about him is because he's he is truly a superstar and you must have you watched the film in delhi right were people yeah. screaming in the hall no yeah 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 so i just find the madness like people were queuing up at 3 am for to watch the morning show which is like comic con pretty much and uh what is fabulous about him is he has never done an ad he's never endorsed a brand and it's just he focuses on his films he's quite ordinary he drives himself to work which i find stunning also because in even the most junior most actor when they get a role they ask ki gari aap bhej dijiye no no he's so, he, there is a reason he's continued to be a legend in the minds of common yeah, people so i think that is impressive about him and uh, everyone should go and watch kapali in uh, she said while yeah. saying that murder is better <laughs> uh, 
also by the way it had a packed house in paris paris imagine it's, it's just very impressive so on to another screen legend who of course can act really well and is diametrically opposite to Rajinikanth and that is Nasiruddin Shah so over the last few days his new short film was released which is called Interior Cafe it's a it's a 12 minute film and adhiraj bose has directed it it stars just four people it's set in one little cafe which is in calcutta and uh, stars shernas patel and uh, shernas patel and nasiruddin have a younger version of themselves which is shweta basu prasad and uh, this chap called navin kasturia who you would have seen in a lot of ads yeah if you see the film you'll yeah, recognize you'll his recognize face yeah you'll recognize him instantly it's a very very sweet film it's about uh, two people who used to be in love earlier and they break up and this is the point where i come in as the black hole of fun and say i found it so tiresome so i don't i'm very uh, romantic so maybe i liked it but i just thought that what was lovely is when nasir comes on screen he doesn't have to say a word and he just commands your attention and he he sits down and for the first 2 3 minutes he actually doesn't say anything he's just walking around and he spots you in hospital and he sits down and he's su- such a good actor and it just comes through totally and even shanaz patel is a brilliant actress that girl is very good as well shweta basu prasad who was in the news for she all. was excellent yeah. she really actually i, I agree with you in the f- fact that um nasiruddin shah shanaz patel shweta basu prasad even navin kasturia i think he just got overshadowed yeah. by the others i don't think he could match up to these yeah. three certainly trying to be a younger nasir is is a mammoth task yeah. and so there's very little dialogue so it's a lot of emoting that well i mean it's acting which yeah. he's supposed to be able to do yeah. to be fair given that's his profession but no the, it's well acted yeah. i just found it a modern mm. um because this whole thing of 30 years later they met by chance the eyes met across the room the by chance was ridiculous one yeah. the second thing was that it was it was so fluffily in a realm of imagination like 30 years ago you wouldn't have an exposed brick cafe like that you certainly could not have kissed in public and then <gasps> but calcutta was very progressive streets <laughs> just stop it <laughs> nice try but no cookie no but it's i think you should watch it it's nice to see nasiruddin and other actors it is do these always it's always good to see nasiruddin shah i mean i think for actors in particular i'm sure there's lots they can pick up from it Yeah. but from a writing perspective this no, is almost the best scripted film but i also think which is what i was saying that it's nice to see actors not just limit themselves to like we'll do films for screen there are lots of indie films being made and at least our actors are trying something different although nasiruddin He's has always tried many things yeah. different as we know from having seen films like jalwa and uh, hero hiralal which is the one where trimurti trimurti oh that was a sellout good old days hey he got a flat in bandra out of yeah. this film so really but he also ended up to be in the news not for interiors yeah. cafe no he was he, he was, was being interviewed yeah. for interiors cafe when he dropped what bombshell 
He basically said that the standard of films dipped during Rajesh Khanna's time in the 70s. And he said that I feel that Rajesh Khanna commanded Bollywood at the Hindi film industry at that point. And he was not a very bright man. And he was not particularly, like the uh, level of acting that was on display was of a very low quality. Which now, was, this was slightly ironic given he also said that the quality of scripts deteriorated yeah. because that's what Rajesh Khanna picked. A little bit ironic for him to be saying that given the script of Interiors Cafe, which in the world of web films, which can be quite provocative and not tamed down by box office concerns, uh, didn't really do anything of the sort. So he picked a thoroughly moderate and mediocre script and then trashed Rajesh Khanna for no, but it. I but don't that think he said, trashed Rajesh Khanna. I felt he was asked to comment on Hindi films and how he'd seen it evolve. And he made a comment about a time in the film industry where Rajesh Khanna was ruling the roost. Every film was given to Rajesh Absolutely. Khanna. Absolutely. Now, uh, if you're on Twitter, you probably know that Karan Johar and Twinkle Khanna took uh, grievous offense and to this. they're best friends, BFFs, which they keep they saying. They are, but yeah. I mean, yeah, the one could possibly disagree agree with one's BFF or is that not No, allowed? not in Bollywood. Okay, sorry. You don't My know bad. That. But anyway, the point is that the two of them were very upset and they said... Twinkle wrote, uh, Sir, if you can't respect the living, respect the dead. Mediocrity is attacking a man who can't respond. To which Karan Johar then tweeted, I agree with you, Mrs. Funny Bones, which is what Twinkle's Twitter handle is. Due respect to seniority, but this was an exceptionally bad taste and not becoming of a fraternity member. He should have used and and not but, so it's a little contradictory what he said. Now, the point of the matter is that Twinkle Khanna, first of all, writes a column in Times of India which critiques and satires and parodies the government, people. She is the eye on culture and everything that is going wrong in our society. So that someone like her is so sensitive when it comes to criticism with anything to do with her family. It's a little ironic. But more ironic than that is the fact that just because someone's died, you can't critique them. So by that logic, we will not have comparative literature. We will not have film critique. We can't uh, criticize who? We can't criticize Lawrence Olivia, Richard Burton, anyone. They are dead and therefore cannot defend themselves. Um, first of all, especially when you're a performer, in contrast to, say, a bureaucrat, a politician, or even a writer hmm. in, in many cases, uh, you can actually defend yourself from the grave because there is the body of your work yeah. that continues to live. And if anyone has seen Rajesh Khanna's films, then they will know that while he did some really lovely performances, mm. um, Anand being one that comes to mind immediately, he also did a fair amount of rubbish. Yeah. Now, this is true of every actor, particularly in Bollywood. Not everyone has always been able to do amazing stuff. But all Nasiruddin Shah said, and I quote, mm. I think Mr. Khanna was a very limited actor. In fact, he was a poor actor. Intellectually, he wasn't the most alert person I have ever met. Now, there are, there are people who will perhaps argue that Rajesh Khanna was the most alert person they ever yeah. met. 
now somebody else may feel that he was not however this is his personal experience yeah. how do you comment on his personal experience also nasir has then because everyone got so upset he has actually made a statement saying that i apologize to those who were personally offended and my intention was not to attack him now i just want to point and out he something. added i was talking about a phenomenon yeah. and now uh rajesh khanna was a phenomena and if you have not seen this documentary i would strongly recommend that you watch it it's bbc's documentary it was made in 1974 it uh, is called bombay superstar it is available on youtube and it was made by jack pizzi who interviewed rajesh khanna and it started with Jack Pizzi getting an interview time from Rajesh Khanna and Rajesh Khanna basically never used to show up so part of the documentary is just this chap sitting in Rajesh Khanna's house my waiting person, my personal favorite moment from the documentary is when Rajesh Khanna shows the look that yeah. drove the letters crazy so you have to watch this and he uh, Gautam Chintamani then wrote a book called Dark Star where he also talks about Khanna's behavior and uh, basically his love for himself so the point is that this is a superstar he did have his kings he did not have the most perfect uh, stream of films and it's okay to criticize no one is a lack cow. of criticism is the most damaging thing that you can do to culture yeah so there are no holy cows and it's odd that twinkle khanna who has been an actress of uh, uh, repute if you want no but no no okay. no no repute no actress. no so mela you all must also watch the film mela you're evidently using these words loosely i'm going yeah. to shut you down now no i think for me the favorite thing on the internet this week was sex chat with papa and pappu which is adorable partly because pappu is so cute Papa is also cute, played by Anand Tiwari, and Papa's Papa, and this I think is a coup. Yeah, is Sachin, Sachin the actor, ha, Sachin the, the actor, everyone really, mm. Sachin the actor who basically played a pre-adolescent creature for his entire career, yeah. did not ever I think play anyone who could have had a hormonal surge. or actually was constantly in hormonal surges anyway depends on how you see so adolescence so the video is about the video uh, is literally what it says there is a little boy called pappu who comes up to his papa and says uh, what is masturbation and papa has a small heart attack yeah. he imagines his papa who happens to be sachin saying that shut this conversation down right now it can only lead to ruination damn it but of course he persists because he wants to be a friend papa yeah. wants to be a friend to his son and uh it's very well acted not very surprising well scripted also. yeah very well scripted very well acted and generally i think it's uh, it's one of those flashpoints that we don't talk about enough which yeah. is that there is going to be a moment when as a parent you probably should have this conversation with your kid and did you ever have a birds and bees conversation with your no. mom or dad 
no no we didn't but we knew enough but what i liked about this was uh it's produced by durex yes and y film so this is like a branding genius yeah. because durex condoms is doing this and they've decided that they are going to do a string of subjects so it's going to be masturbation there's homosexuality there's pregnancy condoms uh periods and it's all going to be done with papa and, and papu and i'm really looking forward to it given how they broke down what masturbation yeah. is uh and i'm not actually going to give it away because yeah. it's it's quite quite smartly done i'm happy to report that you know they they make it quite clear that masturbation is something women and men yeah, both exactly. do with uh, fabulous connotations for the family itself that you know when you're all ex- analogies examples are related to the family to the immediate family so it never becomes this distant thing also i love the fact that pappu's cricket jumpers mm. jersey thing says watsa on the back <laughs> so he's going to grow up to be dr mahindra yeah. watsa no wonder it's Best a very sex column yeah. around so it's a very very nice series that has started at least they've started very well they've started very well and we will keep an eye out to uh, yeah. see what they go on to do but this is this is gold yeah Okay so we're coming close to the end of uh, this week's show but we cannot end without talking about Wonder Woman. Yes. So at the moment the San Diego Comic Con is happening and Comic Con always has a whole bunch of trailers which get released as the Panjada mentioned. So the new Wonder Woman trailer is out. This is Wonder Woman is a DC Comics uh, superhero and why this is a big deal is because we don't see any superhero films which star the main character is a female superhero. and it's directed by no, patty we've, jenkins we've seen them they've mostly been uh, either disturbing like kickass um which has a 14 year old hmm. girl and it's it's a really complicated one that one yeah. i'm personally not a fan uh, there was catwoman which was a disaster yeah. so but it's, it's very rarely it's been it's hard. very and wonder woman's very like everyone knows wonder woman so it stars gal gadot and uh, the director is patty jenkins and it's just you must watch the trailer because it is just fabulous it's all about woman power and there's a lovely line that she has about uh, she meets her lover in the film uh, chris pine plays her lover and uh, she meets his secretary and she asks the secretary what do you do what is a secretary so that woman tells her that oh i go where he tells me to go and i do what he tells me to do so she says oh uh, so wonder woman says oh that's what i call slavery i'm steve travers secretary what is a secretary i go where he tells me to go and i do what he tells me to do yeah, well where i'm from that's called slavery where i come from yeah. that's more slavery than yeah. secretary something like so, that it's a so great line just watch the trailer it's fabulous so There's... what's uh, what is well worth keeping in mind is that wonder woman um was a 1941 creation mm. uh she was uh, cooked up as it were by a psychologist and inventor the guy who came up with the systolic blood pressure test actually mm. he's the one who invented wonder woman wonder woman was based on his wife and his living lover um <laughs> she looked like his living lover and was inspired by his mm. wife 
and because that was he was one of the in the 1940s he was one of those proponents that women need to be given more space etc but i just want to read one little bit when he was asked mm. about um why he wrote the wonder woman he said not even girls want to be girls so long as our feminine archetype lacks force strength and power so far that sounds great right mm. and then not wanting to be girls they don't want to be tender submissive peace loving as good women are that's it we're not yeah. good women over so this new wonder woman is really an updated version of what the original one was yeah. one of the reasons why these uh, marvel comics heroines and superhero in this is dc uh, sorry dc and marvel but in mm. this case dc uh the comic book heroines have been difficult to bring to screen because especially the ones that were written in the 1940s and 50s are incredibly sexist in their representation yeah. they wear these revealing outfits they're buxom and impossible uh, you They're know proportions Barbies, but in uh give or take one punch or yeah. two you know to realize that today how do you have a wonder woman who will not dress the same way for instance mm. and what this film seems to have done is kept all of that sex appeal yeah and then added some you know finesse to it yeah, as it were yeah and also it's not based in today's world it's in um, it's during world war 1 so she is fighting for global i think global it's world war 2 is it world war 2 it's probably anyway war whichever one. one it is global it, peace so it's nice and it's, it connects to the last uh, film that we had seen of dc's which was batman versus superman yeah. she was the best thing in that film by the way but there was a little reference through one photograph mm. to this film in batman oh, versus superman that. yes so anyway do watch the trailer it's really good and there were two other trailers that caught my eye i mean comic con is just it leads to yeah. so much joy one of them is fantastic beasts and where to find them which, which is lovely which looks delicious it is a new film from the Harry Potter world but not with Harry Potter it is written by JK right, Rowling yeah. which in itself is cause for hope and um for those who know the world of Harry Potter one of Harry Potter's texts was titled Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them and it was written by Newt Scamander worst name ever for a hero but anyway uh so Newt Scamander's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them has been it was written as a textbook and then it was released for comic relief a few years ago now springboarding on that she's got the story of Newt who's been around the world and he comes to New York in the 1920s and he's got well a suitcase full of monsters yesterday a wizard entered New York with a case a case full of magical creatures so the film stars Eddie Remain It's and Colin Farrell. Got Colin Farrell as well. Both of them I think are on the same side. Mm. It's directed by David Yates, mm. um who has done a decent job in his uh, previous Harry Potter uh, escapades as it were. Um I'm looking forward to the film. It looks great. The CGI looks fantastic. I think vintage New York will be wonderful. I just wish it wasn't Eddie Remaine playing Newt Scamander. And these prejudices. But the film which I saw the trailer of thanks to you which confused me slightly is Sherlock Holmes. Well, it's not a film. It's series 4 that they're yeah. promoting. Um I thought it was awful, but yes, why don't it's you It's sort of like uh, so it again uh, stars Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, it seemed to be like they've got confused whether they are making Sherlock Holmes or they are making James Bond. 
because uh, it's yeah. all very high tech and there's explosions and, there's running around and like, there's a woman who seems to be m it's all bizarre but watch it i don't maybe you like you know it. the whole point of sherlock holmes was a hero who was intellectual yeah right i don't understand this action heroizing yeah of sherlock then he's like any other guy the only good thing is moriarty is back we hope he was yeah. lovely okay so don't watch sherlock holmes because there are better things to do with your time uh it's time now for our question because we are really we really have to wrap up now so um thank you again for everyone who's been writing in there's been a lot more of answers coming in than i had anticipated which is why we've kind of decided to shuffle the rules a little bit if you can send five correct answers to us then i promise you you are going to get a gift that you will totally enjoy um and if you don't get five right then you just get love and best wishes from us and an invitation to keep writing in so this week's uh question is about wonder woman since both rajeshree and i actually agree on this one uh she's awesome anyway so in the trailer you will have heard that wonder woman is breathed into life by zeus now my question is is that really how wonder woman was born by which i mean in the comics how is wonder woman born is she breathed into life by zeus or is there something else that happens send in your answers to contact at newslaundry.com and that basically means that it is time for the last bit of this show which is to tell you that subscribe for the love of all that is wondrous and womanly and other things subscribe to news laundry support independent media because when corporations pay corporations are served and when the public pays the public is served this podcast is produced by kartik nichavan and recorded by anil kumar and we will be back next week so until then thank you ms sen thank you ms pal it's a wrap catch all new episodes of the awful and awesome entertainment wrap on newslaundry.com Follow us on Facebook and Twitter.